And welcome back once again to another episode of the My Opinion Doesn't Matter podcast. I have with me today a very special guest, someone who we were hoping to get on the show a little while back, but uh, some complications arose and um, we had to do this remotely now. But uh, I'm, um, I'm, uh, I, I want to welcome my father, Leonard Bethke, to the show. Say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to have you on here, Dad. I, I know you have been a, a loyal listener. You have watched, um, um, at the very least, you definitely watched it from the very first episode. I don't know if you're caught up or not, but we definitely appreciate um, 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 uh, all the support that you and Christy, who is also also there in the background with you, and might pop in and out every now and again. But both your guys' support for the show, me and Melissa, I can't thank you both enough. Happy to do so. It's, it's kind of neat. This is the first podcast I've ever listened to. So, yeah, I know you weren't much of a podcast guy. I know my stepdad told me the same exact thing. But hey, but hey, at least you're listening to it though. I I can make yeah. fun of my stepdad all I want on the show, and he'll never know. Yeah, he'll have <laughs> absolutely no, now. Granted, maybe someone else will find out and then tell him. But I I I seriously doubt even that'll happen. <laughs> I don't think anyone that he knows is listening to this. Like I don't think and. Any of his family is probably not listed. This is probably not their kind of show. So <laughs> anyone on his side is is keeping this show off limits for that. But all right, um, I know the I know the first thing I wanted to get into is a little bit of little, little bit of lighter stuff because we do want to get into, want to get into a little more on the heavier stuff. My dad, um, 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 explain a little bit about what you do, uh, uh, your job exactly. Well, I've been a nurse for 25 years, and for the last Fifteen years it's been in the emergency room, uh, primarily out here in California, uh, right at the the heart of where all this COVID stuff started in Silicon Valley. Where at in Where at in California? With the recent the recent uh, autopsies, they went back and did on some people that died in February. Turns out we had the very first confirmed cases in the country, even before Washington. Oh, California did, or you yeah, guys specifically? Florida, right here in this county. They had people that died from it before we realized what it was and were looking for it. What county? Santa Clara County. Santa, Santa okay. San Jose, it's in the South Bay area. It's near San Francisco. They were saying that Washington had got it first. I didn't know that. I thought I thought they knew they California got it first. The last couple of days, they, they'd gone back and done some autopsies on some people that had some you know, suspicious-sounding deaths from earlier and shut out they were COVID-positive. Wow. And they would have caught it somewhere, and they had no travel. So they caught it in the community here sometime in January. So it was already community spread in January, long before we were looking for it. Well, that kind of, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much right this second, but it does bring me to a theory that I've been hearing off and on. I want to hear your thoughts about that. But we'll get into that in just a little bit here. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, first thing I want to talk about, like I said, a little more of a lighter topic, but this is something that I know both me and you pay attention almost every single year. It's it's, it's both um, – Jesus Christ, I can't speak today. <laughs> it's both a passion of ours as well, um, 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 uh, especially because we both kind of um, – we have a little bit of an inner family rivalry when it comes to the college aspect of this sport. And so seeing, seeing these players come up and go to the draft is always some of the fun. But that's the NFL draft that is going on right now. It is almost done. Right now it's like it's, it, it's nearing the end of, of the seventh round. But uh, um, um, uh, I grew up a Michigan fan. My stepdad was a Michigan fan. He was a security guard for the big house. And 
he only watched Michigan games, so that's what I grew up liking. Now, uh, now you are a little bit different. Explain a little bit of your history with, with your fandom, Dad. Well, my father was a Michigan State alumnus, so I was born with green blood. And, you know, I've <laughs> been a diehard Spartan since I was able to figure out what it was. You converted Cameron early. You you were able to get Cameron on your side pretty quick, but yep. you lost me and you never got a chance with me. I don't know why I never took like I'm not sure how Dad got to me first, or because because if he got to me first, I'd imagine he would have gotten to Cameron. So maybe Cameron just didn't like sports at all, and he just caught you at the right moment, and you were able to convert him on your side. But but um 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 I don't I remember your your mother was also a Michigan fan, and I remember we divided up when we were buying you know, themed clothing for you guys, you know, so right. I don't remember how it worked. I want to say that we actually had had you dressed in Spartan stuff and Cameron in Michigan. So. I do remember a picture out there that has me in a Michigan State sweater and Cameron in a Michigan sweater. It's when it's when me yeah. and Cameron like maybe two and one years old, and it's somewhere in the closet at, at, at my stepdad's house. Like, I'm, I've seen it before a couple times. It's, <laughs> it's it, It'd be a good piece of blackmail, that was for sure. <laughs> Oh my God! I, I'm um uh, but I want to get a little bit of your take here on the draft. I, I'm uh, how much have you been able to see? And I know you're a little more of a Lions fan, but being out in California, you root for the 49ers as well. So give a little bit of your opinion on how your teams did this draft. So yeah, other than uh, hearing a little bit of the first round stuff, I didn't actually catch any of it. Um, so I'm kind of in the dark on most of it. I just saw the um, the first round pick that the Lions had picked up there out of Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, the cornerback. Um, yeah, a real stud cornerback that, you know, they can certainly use some help in the secondary. So I think that was a, a decent acquisition. Well, we traded Slay, so we had to get something. That's what they've been calling the Ohio State these days, DBU. You know, because they've just, you know, 22 you know, top corners, I think, have come out of there in recent years, something like that. Oh, Ohio State is is – is a factory of defensive backs, whether it be safeties or cornerbacks and, and defensive ends too. the Bosa brothers and chase young, who just came out this year to the Redskins. Oh, yeah. They, they are just, I mean, I mean, shoot the lions picked up a defensive tackle from Ohio state in the seventh round. Like, and, and um, there was another defensive end that the lions picked up. I think maybe, maybe it was the Raiders actually. It was, so, there was another starting defensive end that went in the draft for Ohio State. Like, almost their entire defensive line starter was um, – um, uh, their entire starting line got drafted this year. Like, just – like, Ohio State just 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 on a conveyor belt, shooing out draft picks to these teams. Yeah. Or well, at very least – at least When you're three tiers deep and your roster and five-star prospects, you know, anybody <laughs> on their team – I mean, remember a few years ago when they won it all with their third string quarterback yeah it's like okay how do you compete with that michigan got a bunch of people drafted this year michigan had about nine to ten people drafted the only guy that i know of that's in the draft that i haven't seen yet is shea patterson the qb he's the only one that i haven't seen drafted yet and i wasn't sure if he was going to be i I thought maybe he'd be a seventh rounder because he was a five-star recruit i'm like um maybe we'll someone we'll see you know what maybe this kid still got someone like maybe they'll look at his old miss tape and think maybe we could do some with them but he'll probably be an undrafted free agents you know he'll go somewhere he'll be a training camp arm maybe he can win over a coach there or something but i'm not exactly thinking he's going to be you know anything in the NFL, but, you know, he was definitely a big disappointment as a Michigan fan. Any Michigan fans out there who, um, 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 
you definitely understand the frustration that Shea Patterson brought us, a five-star recruit transferring from Ole Miss. He had a pretty good freshman year with Ole Miss that we thought, oh, man, hit him with Harbaugh. Man, eat, right, like just perfect combination. We're going to get a chip with this guy. And it, he, he never pulled it together versus anybody decent. Anybody yeah. decent. And all the shitty Big Ten teams, roll them over. No problems whatsoever. Illinois, no problem. Indiana, gone. Easy. Northwestern, get out of here. Any Ohio State, no chance. Wisconsin, I think we beat them once. And then we got our asses handed to us this past year. I don't even want to talk about that one. <laughs> it was like 35 to nothing at one point. Yeah, yeah that was a great fucking game. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. But at least we at least we beat Michigan State the last two years. I'll give us that. We've been able to beat Michigan State, but Michigan State hasn't exactly. You're not exactly in a. Uh, your prime. <laughs> your coach resigned the day after signing day, which is I'm sorry, that's fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah. If Harbaugh did that to us, I'd be furious. Like that yeah. is the worst timing. All the good co- like any coach you could have gotten, Fickle, any one of those guys. Maybe would have come to you if he left at the end of the like after the championship was over. Even if it was at, even yeah. if it was like a month after the championship was over, you still had time. You left the day after signing day and just say, "Well, good luck, guys. Don't worry. Michigan, Michigan State will have plenty of people clamoring for the job." And it, one after another, all you saw were articles of like, "Turn down the nope. He's not doing it. He's not coming in for a visit." He's not going to interview for the job either. He's not interested. <laughs> just no one would yeah. come over. And then and then a guy that said he wasn't going to come decided, hey, you know what? They're throwing me $6 million a year. Sure, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They opened up the wallets a little wider. And... $6 million a year for a guy who went 7-6 and six last year? Yeah. Woo! I, I'm not carrying a whole lot of hope for this season. <laughs> <laughs> That is, and not to mention, I'm, I mean, even just the fact that he said, I, I mean, I know it's Twitter. I, I understand that. But Twitter these days, thanks to our celebrity in chief as a, as a radio host that I that I very much enjoy, likes to call him, makes it very, very, I mean, tw- tw- Twitter's obviously a very prevalent platform over here. And he had said on Twitter, I'm not leaving. I'm staying in Colorado. That's it. I'm not interested. Yeah. Thank you very much, but I'm not interested. Two days later, he signs a deal. <laughs> I'd be so pissed if I was a Colorado player. I just hope that that he can went over that state locker room, and hopefully they don't see that and 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 hold that against him. I guess they probably won't because it's not their locker room. It's like a whatever. That's you know that's old news. Yeah. Whatever. That's a, that's two thousand miles away. But it's very interesting. That's a very interesting way to go out. And you gotta wonder, would he do that again for another job? Like, exactly. let's, what if MSU... Well, and then, you know, I, I don't know if he's really a long-term prospect for us anyway. He was a stopgap measure because we needed somebody in desperation. Because everybody know, I, I said no. I don't imagine that we have any, <laughs> any designs unless he astounds us with, you know, talent that, you know, we've nobody has yet seen from him. But he's not uh, like Tom uh, Izzo. He's, he's not going to stay. And next year they'll be recruiting quietly under the table looking for somebody else to... And a better timing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because like, because like, because he's not like he, go, he ends up, you know, getting four wins, and they're gonna can him at the end of the season. Shoot, even if he, even if he overachieves and gets nine or ten, like maybe not the first year, but the second year. The like first year maybe is a little rough. They win five or six games. Second year he blows up and gets nine or ten wins. I bet you he leaves. 
like he he didn't say with the kind of guy who would stay in Michigan State because he went good. He's like, oh cool, Michigan. I won ten games at Michigan State. Now I got you know Georgia calling me. Well, I'm going over there. Like he's not yeah. like he isn't he. Why did I say Tom yeah, Izzo? Yeah, Mark Antonio. I'm an idiot. Mark Antonio. Yeah. Antonio, who's you know turned down big offers. And, you know there was always worry that he was going to go somewhere. You know same with never Izzo. did. You know they've had these integrity guys that you know now my word is my bond. I'm here. No, it'll be it'll be very very interesting. So I guess we didn't really talk too much about the draft. We just talked about more of our college football fandom. But I guess you didn't really see much of the draft, so it's not much to talk about with there anyway. But just kind of a couple, a, a couple of cool things about it. Um, 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 uh, uh, for those who didn't catch it, normally the NFL draft is is on a huge stage. This year is supposed to be in Vegas, introducing my Las Vegas Raiders to the NFL. Well, I would say to the NFL, but I guess to Vegas. Um, unfortunately, that couldn't happen, obviously, with all you know, with this crazy pandemic going on right now. Hence, why this uh, podcast is being done remotely. I was supposed to go to California uh, a month ago and do this show uh, with you in person, but unfortunately, that obviously could not happen. Um, but the, there was supposed to be this whole show um, in Vegas. It's supposed to be a, like 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 all the prospects were supposed to go on this boat and float. And th- there's there's some grand fountain in vegas i can't think of the Bellagio. name thank you thank Bellagio. you they were supposed to literally go in a boat and float in into the and through the bellagio into a stage and that's where they would get interviewed like it was going to be this whole cool thing and, and i absolutely couldn't wait i guess now they actually told them during the draft they're going to actually going to give the 2022 draft to vegas so they're going to give them their chance like hey sorry this couldn't work out this year we're going to give it to you guys in 2022. So two years, we'll be able to see how cool that looks, and that'll be nice. But obviously, it won't be quite the same in terms of the, uh, you know, all of the firsts that are going with it, you know, but it's still going to be cool. Um, but it was all done remotely. Roger Goodell had to make all this pick stuff from his house, which which was very, well, actually from, from his man cave. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, was on his yacht in the middle of the ocean making his, making his picks because, of course, that's where Jerry Jones would be. I mean, just absolutely just and, – and, and surprisingly, there wasn't any technical glitches, really. Like, ev- like, everything was totally fine. There was no, like, oh, well, a team couldn't draft in time because there was issues with technology. Everything worked fine. And I was a little disappointed because I, <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be a shitstorm, and it wasn't. It was completely it – w- it was almost boring. And like, which is a good thing for them because I know that's exactly what they want. Like, please let this be a boring draft. Yeah, no, no <laughs> drama. <laughs> please let this just go over smooth. We don't care about fireworks. We're just trying to get through this draft without problems. Like, let's just get through this thing. And they did. It, they've gotten through it, and I haven't seen a single article, uh, or at least major article, about something going poorly. Everything's been totally fine. There have been trades. Like, there wasn't many trades for the first good part, like first twelve picks. Of the first round, which is a little bit odd, but there was still four or five trades by the end of the first round. Like, like it's, it really felt like a normal draft just without the stage. But after the first round, once the second round passes, then the third, and once you get the fourth to the seventh round, like today, there's no one out, like, they don't even have anybody on the stage on TV at least announcing the picks. They just pop up on the ticker bar because you're in because you're in rounds that don't really matter to most fans. They matter to teams, obviously, but they don't matter to fans almost at all, especially the fifth, sixth, and seventh round. No one even knows who those players are. We only know who the first rounders are. So yeah. it was only the first round that felt kind of weird. Every other round felt kind of normal, just people talking. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I mean, really to me, I mean, for the NFL, this has got to be a win. This is a win for them because everything worked perfectly. You know, I know some people were like, oh, you, you shouldn't do the draft because of all of this. Like, it looks, the, like, the optics look bad. Optics look fine for me. Like, <laughs> everything went great. It was the most viewed NFL draft in history. They had 16 million viewers for round one, which beat their previous record by almost 4 million views. Like, they blew wow. it out of the water. Like they like well, like like everybody's so, jonesing for any kind of sports right now because there hasn't been anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's except, like, you know, except WWE because you know they made Jim McMahon the head of whatever department, and suddenly wrestling became a uh, an essential <laughs> sport. Hey, it's Florida. Fl- Florida's yeah. gonna Florida, man. Like like I mm-hmm. I I'm surprised they haven't opened back up Walt Disney World. Speaking of that, I heard that they were gonna open that back up until 2021. Really. Yeah, that's what I would see, which I guess kind of makes sense because if they're not going to open for the summertime, like, I mean, what time did it, what, I mean, I guess it doesn't normally close, so I guess that doesn't make much sense. I, yeah, no, I, I forgot that I'm in Michigan with the snow. There like, it, like, it's sunny all the time. I guess I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I guess I thought that, may, I don't know. I guess I thought that'd be a little bit sooner, but 2021, I guess may, maybe it could literally be like February. You know, by 2021, but it's, I don't know, it's a, it seems like a long time to already be like, we're done for the year. Yeah, for a multi-billion <laughs> dollar organization. I mean, granted, it's not like they're not missing out on any kind of money at all. Like, they got plenty yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I mean, they've got their, you know, fingers in a lot of pies, you know, it's not like there's no revenue coming in, but. No, you know, yeah, true. a big one. Well, well okay, well, we're kind of stemming a, into a, that a, a little a bit. ginormous Petri dish, so. What, say know. it again? I said it's also an incredibly large petri dish, you know. So. <laughs> it's it's that way without the coronavirus, like like oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, like oh my, oh my god. I mean, as a kid, it's great, but when you get a little older, you start to notice things. You look at things yeah. like that's really nasty, man. Like, like is anybody? No, no one goes over there because they can't. It's too big. Like they can't, like, yeah. they can't get everything. <laughs> and then once they yeah, do, I mean, it gets know, messy in thirty it's, seconds. It's incredibly clean. They do a remarkable job, but you know, it's not like they're wiping down the bars on the roller coaster rides between every snot-nosed kid who was, you know, picking his nose and grabbing the bar right in front of you. Yeah, he pops off. You jump on. You grab the same bar. You, you know, definitely so. have to just kind of not think about it as much as possible while you're there. I mean, I mean that goes for any any theme park, but definitely a place like Disney World. That's just so. Fu- I mean, it's got what six different parks in it. Not to mention yeah. it has the shopping part that's massive, you know, and all the hotels. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there's just no way. There's just no way to do that. Which, I mean, I mean, I feel bad for all the for all the employees because there's so many people that work there. That's, yeah, that's that's a lot I of jobs. If they're taking care of them. You know, I haven't heard. You know, I mean, a lot of places have been taking well, care of their employees. Uh, my, my my wife works, Christy. You know, she's uh, working at a car dealership, and and you know they they own numerous dealerships, and they actually were paying people, you know, a pretty good chunk of their salary, even though they were on furlough. You know, she was going to get you know a check every week. They're actually, she just got confirmed that she's going back to work next week. But they've been paying their furloughed workers, even though car sales are shut down. You know, all they've got is service, and that's, you know, at a quarter of what it normally is. But, you know, they, they've made that effort. You know, like, you don't have to go down disability or, I mean, on unemployment. We'll pay you directly. And that's, that's kind of give a lot of props for that. You know, there's been a lot of community outreach and, and places that have done the right thing. Which is nice to see. You know? No, that's incredible. I know there are a lot of companies that are not doing so well in terms of uh, um, 
not being transparent with how they really feel about the the uh, the normal citizen. Um, I'm a uh, GameStop has been has been under a lot of fire. Lowe's has been under a great lot of fire as well for 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 just how they're. Um, well, well, first of all, the lack of transparency with their employees as it is not being not being very helpful in terms of of getting answers with trying to get cleaning supplies into their stores with trying to figure out, hey, if someone gets sick, do we need to close down? They're very they're being very vague with their answers and just kind of and, and just telling them stay open. The cops can't make you close. Yeah, they can now. Like, <laughs> like, like, like you are not above the law at all. Like, 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 no one needs video games. We can download them off the system now. Like, they have Game Pass if you have Xbox. Like, they have, like, you, you can go on the store and just buy it. Like, granted, yep. yes, I, I understand as someone who likes the physical copy because I like to resell it if I don't want it anymore. I understand that. But for the next few months, I'm sorry, no one needs, no one needs GameStop. No one needs it. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, Home it's, Depot's it's kind of a dying thing anyway. I mean, I've heard that. Yeah, they're going the way of Blockbuster Video. They're at 288 a share last I saw. They are wow. going bankrupt so fast. And and, and 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 GameStop has had a whole bunch of other issues. And and honestly, I'm not the expert at it, but if anyone here is listening to this, go to a, go go to this YouTuber. I, I'm a big fan of this. Camelot uh Camelot 331. Go to him. He, he he is a former manager at GameStop for ten years, and this guy he he keeps up with all these other companies like Amazon and Walmart, um, all these other companies who treat their employees like shit, for lack of a better word. Like just 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 have no have no respect for their employees. They only care about the bottom dollar. And he tries to do his best to at least since no one else is going to talk about it, he'll talk about it. And and he's very very. Um, he has this kind of very dry Alabama kind of sticky humor, but if you can get past that, or if you don't mind that, he has a lot of really. He finds a lot of fucked up shit about these companies. I highly recommend it. I just don't want. To, I don't want to say anything that's wrong. That's the guy you want to go to if you want more information. If you're surprised at what me, me, me and my dad are talking about here, but it it is interesting to see all these companies' true colors, you know, and yeah. and see just just how you know. I mean, I mean, shoot, Home Depot. In an example of a good thing, they gave their employees two weeks off with pay. Like they were offering yep. help, like they were offering assistance with them. Like obviously, no company's perfect, but they were at least trying. Where Lowe's yeah. was doing something completely different. And it, and 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 I know you were telling me just the other day on how people are also known as other people besides just me. I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not the smartest one ever. I'm the only one seeing this. No, by all, no way, I'm the only one noticing this. But people are starting to realize, like, you know what? Maybe I'm not gonna go shop at that store after all this is over. Like they didn't, they didn't give a shit about me. Why the hell should I give a shit about them? Like this company sells the exact same. Shit shit and they actually paid their employee like people notice the shit some people actually care about this some people could get less of a shit they're gonna get their needs at their stores but i know i'm paying attention you know because i'm not yeah. gonna go support a store that's for one thing if they're keeping themselves open and not keeping themselves clean why the hell would i want to go in there like i'm not a germaphobe by any means but i'm also not an idiot right. <laughs> you know yeah, like, i'm not gonna yeah, walk in you're somewhere also seeing, you know i mean there's kind of a resurgence in you know the the movements to buy local and shop local and small business and, you know, support these oh, guys, yeah. you know, these are, these are the people that, you know, every year they're going around to them to support your local softball team and your kid's soccer team. No, nah, no, nah, I don't want to know. Time to give that back, you know, and, 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 you know, we don't need to, to shop, you know, and you got like Ruth's Chris, you know, steakhouse, you know, this, 
you know, huge conglomerate that's like taking all the small business loan money. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you know, th- these are for small business. You know, you guys charge a hundred dollars for a, you know, a steak or Shake Shack, you whatever. Guys are doing all right. Yeah, Snack Shack or Shake Shack, whatever they're called, they took like ten million dollars, but they gave it back. But they were, yeah, exactly. But they came under fire for, for for taking it, but then they gave it back. But there was a lot of companies who were given major chain companies who were given twenty million dollars, ten, thirty million dollars, and it's like, no, yeah. no, we're keeping it, or not responding when they're getting like poured out with outrage. Like, would you give that back? Like, give it to people who actually fucking need it. Like now they had yeah. to pass another another stimulus bill. Did it get passed fully yet? I haven't heard it. I know it got passed through, um, I want to say, the Senate the other day, but I know I had to get through the House first. There was another yeah, I, one. I hadn't heard if it, you know, you know, I'm sure there'll be lots of infighting about, you know, who, which pork, you know, the Democrats want in, which pork the Republicans put in it. Right. You know, I mean, both sides playing games with them. I've got no news today, so I'd assume nothing's changed today, but I, and it's Saturday, so, but I could be wrong about that. But I know last I heard, there, it was mainly a stimulus bill to help with the businesses. Like it wasn't like another, here's another 12 one hour check, uh, which I've yeah. gotten by the way, this is stupid as hell, but um, it's mostly just to, just to mainly help the small, just to help fund that, um, um, uh, that business uh, loan portion of the first stimulus bill. So I'm hoping I'm, I'm just worried about how, whatever this look like, whatever, whenever we all come out of this. And I think maybe that's like, I know everyone wanted to shit on the protesters and I shit on them too. Like I didn't shit on, shit on them on, on this show, but I've definitely told people how much of idiots I feel like they are. But I feel like I'm almost wondering if maybe they're just turning their fear into anger. Like maybe because they just don't know, they're not used to having to stay home. And I get a lot of them are, are being regard. I'm, I'm not sure this is true. This is just what, what, what I've seen reported that, that most of these protesters who are going to their, um, town halls and you know protesting the stay-at-home orders and all these restrictions and the garden centers being closed at the WalMarts and all this other shit. That a lot of them are Trump supporters. I'm not sure how true that is. That's just what I've heard. So it's so yeah. just that's what I've heard. So m- most yeah. of them are Republicans or Trump supporters. And I'm wondering if 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 all of this anger for this whole you know you, you like you know they can't take away our freedom. At first I thought it was it was stupidity and ignorance, but I'm almost wondering if it's just fear. Like, because these people have absolutely, just like us, and they're, and they're just processing it differently. Where, where some people's fear is being processed as, okay, it's scary, let, let me follow the rules, stay inside. Some people process fear as anger. And I'm almost wondering if that's what's going on. Like, they have no idea what's going to happen as soon as tomorrow. Things could change as early as tomorrow. They could change as early as in two hours. Or, they could, or you could hear no, no real news for weeks. And because yeah. no one knows that, it's scaring the shit out of people. And I think some people are, for, I think, are just coping with that differently. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just trying to maybe trying to give these guys a little bit of rationalization. Because right now, they all look like idiots. But it's not like these guys, I mean, a lot of them are wearing masks still. Like, you go out there, and I'm like, why are they all wearing masks? And they think this is bullshit. Because they don't think this is bullshit, that the disease is bullshit. They're, they're tired of not knowing anything, which I completely understand. No one, like, like people losing control of their lives is scary. They've sown such distrust of every media source. Everyone, and, everyone, and, no one trusts anybody. Right. And that's that's all been designed by our enemies, our enemies abroad. I mean, Russia sows those seeds of discontent, and, you know, that's you know right out of the KGB playbook. You know, and... You know, you're looking at a former KGB, you know, head honcho that's running Russia, and it's behind a lot of this stuff. 
and you know we're refusing to to do anything about it you know we got moscow mitch just you know letting it all pass and you know so they're sowing a lot of the seeds of discontent and the fake news that we all see on social media is coming out of these russian bots and and people don't fact check and you know, they spread bullshit, you know, and it's on both sides. But, you know, they, they, they sow both sides, you know, they, they feed both sides misinformation so that they put it out there and then it's proven as misinformation and then people don't trust anything, you know, because everything might be misinformation. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, you got it when you got a president saying don't trust any of the media sources, telling everything he doesn't like fake news. And his believers believe it hook, line, and sinker, even though he's, you know, the most, you know, documented lies are, you know, in the tens of thousands. I think he was up 16, 17,000 documented lies, you know, but, you know, that's who they want to believe. That's a, how many? Something like 17,000. How are they even, how are they keeping track of all of this? Like, I I am shocked by that number. I know anybody was actually keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> How, how are they that that that's how, i want to know and i know this is what we're talking about i just i just this, this is more just an outward question but it's very and and this is coming from someone who tries to be as impartial as they can and try to understand both sides that's that's the whole point of the show but how does this guy have as long of a leash as he has like i want to know to in whose eyes what has he done to earn the leash and this is this is before he became the president. Like he walked into the office with the world's longest leash for a guy, and it, oh and, yeah, and it's and I'm just wondering what he did to deserve that leash, because no other president has gotten it, and and that's not just saying Obama. Yeah. That's George I W. Mean, Bush. You look at that's uh, I forget Bush. the name of the candidate. Uh, probably about 15 years ago or so, there was a candidate who had a goofy laugh on one of the things. I mean, he was the front runner, and I mean, he laughed like with this woman-like cackle <laughs> and that sunk his career you know he ended his campaign you know because he was he just it didn't seem presidential because he laughed weird you know I mean, they criticized obama for wearing a tan suit because it wasn't professional i remember you that know, yeah what? i remember and, that you know now you know and i mean trump has said you know i could shoot somebody on main street and get away with it nobody would change it's true yeah that's one thing he said that i believe <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I think everyone actually went like, you know what? He might have some, he 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 might be going somewhere with that. <laughs> he might actually have a point with that. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And it's crazy. I know. I definitely didn't like when he was tweeting the other day about how he's like, you know, he was saying, you know, liberate Iowa, liberate Michigan for all the people protesting. It just it it's it, it kind of feels like you're promoting. The, it, yeah, it's a dog whistle to these militia groups and the you know. It's, it's, Why would you do that in your own country, though? Like, that's your own people. You know, the Fed's stepping in and overriding the state control. You know, I mean, Republicans have always, you know, stood up for state power and lack of federal power. They wanted states' rights and the states to control their, themselves. And yet, isn't that what, isn't that what Michigan's it? doing? <laughs> isn't that what every state right now is doing? Like, maybe right. I'm just like say, an what, idiot. What they're talking about on the federal level is overstepping and saying, you know, no, we're opening you guys up regardless. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. that's the craziest thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, a little bit of um. Well, just kind of trying to get through the um. Uh, wow, that was that was that's our transition, ladies and gentlemen. That's. <laughs> we're, I want to get into the next topic here. I couldn't. Um, I'm um. 
one of the biggest reasons why I brought you on this show is I wanted you to give us a little bit of an insight um, on the medical, I guess the medical viewpoint of, of this virus. I know everyone hears different things like we've been talking about. Everyone hears different things. What it, What is, uh, and, and, and even though maybe not everybody's going to trust everything you have to say, but someone who's been on the front lines with this for months, ever since as early, potentially as early as January, if not maybe earlier, um, what, what exactly have you seen when it, um, um, I'm trying to think of something specific that I can ask you with this. What exactly have you seen that has, that has like, like, like the most obvious misinformation about the virus specifically, whether it be the symptoms or whether it be, you know, how it, how it transfers to people. What is the biggest piece of misinformation that you've heard from some of, uh, of even some of the medical professionals about this? You mean, from medical professionals or from or just something that like you've heard and like I mean, you couldn't believe was being taken seriously we need to inject ourselves with disinfectant <laughs> but um yeah yeah the, yeah besides <laughs> maybe we'll go someone maybe who wasn't we'll, we'll disclude trump out of this one someone who yeah. wasn't trump well you've even got you know these pseudo doctors going on you know and you've got you know chiropractors who don't have any you know epidemiology experience you've got dr phil who's a psychiatrist you know dr. not licensed Oz, by the way doctor from a cracker jack box i don't know you know and they're trying to give advice and you know they're they also have a political swing you know so they're backing what trump says and it's like you know these guys have no actual expertise but they, they've got an md or they've got a you know dc a dr chiropractic and people are like oh let's see this doctor said that it's nothing well he's not a doctor that you want to go to for this you know talk to a pulmonologist talk to a you know who specializes in lung disorders and intensive care you know talk to emergency room doctors the people actually fighting this absolutely no i totally agree with you i, I i'm uh there are definitely i mean even even people like the other uh, televangelists are are for some reason people deeming trustworthy to get information about COVID nineteen. People like um 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 uh uh, Co- uh Co- Co- Copeland, what's his fucking first name? Something Copeland. I can't. Uh, oh sh- oh my god, it's gonna kill me. Kenneth Kenneth Copeland. This this motherfucker. He's worth eight hundred million dollars. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. He's he, he's a televangelist and he looks like Satan himself. Like if you look at pictures of him, he is haunting he has these eyes and the smile that just doesn't leave your head it's it it's true and it's all and it's something about the way that that these televangelists look that just it it just gives you this chill and this guy is is a poster child for it but he's definitely one of the more famous ones like even joe Osteen's only worth like 50 million and he's i mean cope was 800 million dollars one of the richest yeah. if not the richest one in the world well, he had, they are, a lot of those guys are still running their churches. Like, even though they're obviously broadcasting them on TV, they still have people in the audience. And yeah. it's not just like 30 people, like in a normal congregation, maybe, or like a, or like a hundred people. It's like three or 4,000 people. It looks like in the, in, yeah. in these crowds, just breathing all over each other with the, with yeah. the wind of God, as this guy pointed out, like he literally, and this guy is up on this stage just literally blowing the COVID-19 virus away with the wind of God. Those are his words. I will blow COVID-19 with the wind of God. That's what he said. And, and people buy this shit. This is nothing. What? Does the wind of God get through, go through a HEPA filter? <laughs> I just, it's, it's, and this is nothing against like, 
normal Christian normal Christians, this is this is not you. These are these are different kinds of people. These are <laughs> this is not a normal religious person. People who go to these televangelists who and 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 literally will give thousands upon thousands of their own of, of their own hard-earned dollars. Let's just like that's a whole nother of uh, 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 a whole other episode to get into, but just specifically what they're doing with this COVID nineteen thing and how they're and how they are still yeah. finding ways to, to monetize <laughs> such yeah, a crazy pandemic is mind boggling. You know, unlike what we all led, led to believe that the Holy Spirit is everywhere. Apparently, He can only go where there's a collection plate nearby. Yeah, <laughs> there was one. There, there, there was one pastor who had just recently gotten arrested. Because he wouldn't shut down his church, so they arrested him. They let him go the next day, but they but they held him over the night. And then he he released a video saying everyone should donate their stimulus checks to his church because he's not currently able to run his church right now, so he can't get any. So he like made this whole video how he's and and, and he's spinning it in this really religious and he has this very soft voice. And if you just if if you donate, God will send blessings upon thee. Like just the way he talks, and it's and it's and it's like donate your twelve hundred dollars. It's like these like the 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 balls on this guy, and 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 of course the people that he, that not saying these people that are being affected, but these people that typically they target are people that need that stimulus check in the first place. Like, people that should not be donating it, they need it in the first place. The, the, but but of course those are the people that they that they go to because they think they can make them believe. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's just. I thought maybe this was gonna be the thing that would take them down, or they would have to. But there's still people trying. There's still people fighting and and getting their getting their churches on. Now I don't. Now if you want to run your church and throw it on the TV, not a big deal. Just don't have people in there. Just <laughs> like 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 why fill up? Why risk it? Like why make it hard? I mean, I guess these people feel like they're invincible, which I guess maybe I would too. Like I. I mean, I, I mean, especially for a guy like Copeland, who's made eight hundred, who's worth eight hundred million dollars, and pays no taxes. So I mean, I get, I guess you have to feel somewhat responsible for these people. So you've got, you're living in an era where personal responsibility has been thrown to the wind. Uh, you know, we've gone from not you know, the bus stops here to the bus stops there. It's not, not, never my fault, never my problem. I mean, that comes from, you know, our, our federal government all the way on down. Your personal responsibility has been on a steep decline for decades. You know, there are generations of the past that took personal responsibility and, and, and revered that and were to pride in that. They, they, they've gone by the wayside, you know. I mean, and even those that purport to do so don't in, in actuality, not when it comes down to themselves. They, they, everybody's the hero of their own story, and they they all feel that they're in the right and, and take no responsibility. I mean, you look at our president, who accepts zero responsibility for any of the response to this whole COVID thing. You know that. I mean, first it was you know the cupboards were bare, and then it was well we had the PPE, but you know we did. It, it's all Obama's fault. It's all somebody else's fault. Everything is somebody else's fault. Even though he shipped 18 million tons of PPE to China in January. And now we run short, you know, it was because Obama stripped the, the cupboards bare. Uh, not so much. And, you know, I mean, so, like I say, it's, it, we've got a whole society that now just doesn't believe in taking any personal responsibility. 
you know, televangelists have never been ones to stand at the forefront of anything like that, despite what, you know, one would say is it should be a, 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 an esteemed Christian value of personal responsibility. Right, absolutely. I know a couple episodes ago, me and my buddy Jacob, we did a little bit of like a... Um, a little bit of like um, um um of a religious back and forth type episode. Um, uh, we didn't get to quite get into the the um other televangelist argument. I I mean I I'm sure me and him will have plenty of other episodes where we'll have those where we'll have that kind of discussion. That's really what what he has kind of embodied in in his personality, Jacob. Um, about being this you know being his religion, like he's really kind of taken that into his entire life, and that's totally cool. But that's definitely a lot of what we talk about these days. But it's def- but I know me, me and you have always, me and you with religion has always been an interesting topic. Because I remember when you used to talk to me when I was younger, when I used to be really, really into religion, that I would look at you and think that you were kind of crazy. I'd be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, how was, like, how does that, like, really? Like, he believes in that? That seems a little bit strange. And then, like, the older I've gotten, obviously, as I've explained, my, my ideals and morals have changed. And a lot of what you say, I now understand, at the very least, where you're coming from like no okay i see where you're going i i i see where you're coming from a little bit and i know you always have all, all these incredible arguments on facebook whether it be about politics or religion as well which is get you banned countless times but i but i would like to just hear a little bit about um 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 um, um uh a little bit about your i guess relationship w- with religion so i mean sure I, I grew up you know in the faith and you know very religious, but always having questions because logically a lot of things just didn't make sense to me. But it was always you take it on faith, you know, and, and just take everything on faith. You know, it, it seemed like a convenient argument. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, well, that's easy. Just take it all on faith. You know, you don't have to have proof. Well, it, 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 like I said, as I grew more and more scientifically adept and, and learned more history and more things, you know, I could just see through you know, the, the veil of religion and, and see it for what it has really always been, which is a means of controlling society, you know, I mean, and, and, and a very effective one. It, 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 it serves a very good purpose, I mean, because a lot of people do a lot of good in the name of religion. They hey, Dad. Of, hey, Dad. In the name of religion. Yeah. Hey, there, real quick. I'm, 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 uh, we're still on, but I think, but, uh, are you a little too far away from your phone? It was kind of muffled there for a little bit. I want to make oh, sure, that, I want to make sure that everybody can hear you. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, you're good to go. You're good to go. What were you saying again? So I was just saying that, you know, religion has really always, I mean, if you look at 98% of the world's cultures have some type of religion, each one believing that theirs is the right one, you know, and, you know, from, you know, tribes on remote islands, you know, believing in the volcano god to, you know, Christians to, you know, whoever, they all have some sort of deity and, you know, that there's probably something... I was making a work dinner. Anyway, so the um, okay, where was I? Sorry. Uh, at any rate, um, so you know, you, you look at you know all of these cultures. Everybody's got something that each one believes that theirs is right. But you know, religion serves a function in you know keeping people. You know, it keeps a society cohesive. You know, a lot of people. You know, well, uh, morality doesn't necessarily come from religion it certainly doesn't have to you can be moral without religion you know it for a lot of people it is the basis of their morality and without religion we'd probably have a much less moral society so it it becomes a glue that holds a lot of things together and so it, it there's a certain benefit to it 
but you know, leaders have long discovered that that's a, a means of controlling the population and use that to their benefit. Most powerful leaders, you know, know that there's really nothing to it, but they perpetuate it because it serves their purpose. They can use it to manipulate people and keep people in line. And, you know, it works. And like I say, a lot of great things have been done in the name of religion. So it does do a lot of good for society. A lot of really terrible things are done in the name of religion. More people have been killed in the name of religion than any other cause or every other cause combined. So, you know, wars are, you know, frequently started over it. You know, it, so, you know, it just, like I said, as I've gone through life, I've seen, you know, that, you know, that obviously the inconsistencies and in the stories in the Bible and, you know, the, the fact that a lot of those stories are rehashed pagan stories from previous religions and other religions, and they just got reworked and changed and put into the Bible, and now we adopt it, and it's our story. You know, all of our holidays basically started out as pagan holidays, and they've been rehashed and reworked, you know, the early Christian church realized that, you know, we can't get these people to stop celebrating, you know, on, you know, the the Easter celebration as a spring fertility celebration. We'll just meld it with our thing and, you know, take over. And that's what's happened with, you know, I mean, the winter solstice, Christmas, you know, all of our major holidays and religious holidays have always been holidays, but they used to be pagan holidays. The, the Christians just kind of arbitrarily put their dates on top of it and said, no, this is ours now. You know, and that goes back, I mean, the ancient temples that were built on hillsides to various gods and things, you know, because they thought getting on a hill was, you know, closer to the gods. And, you know, all those temples were torn down and turned into Christian temples. You know, and, you know, it's just, like I said, it's it's been a war between religions and generally fought really for power and control. So why do you think that, I know, I, I know, um, wars with religion are fought a little bit differently these days. Obviously, I, Obviously, that comes with the advancements in war and technology and stuff like that too. But to me, it's always been interesting when you look at when you look at some of the stories in the Bible and a lot of people, you know, those who who really dig into it. And and, I, and I'm gonna try to do this as respectfully as I can. But but you brought up some of the some of the rehash stories. Like you know, I, I know one of, one of my favorites that I always like to bring up for just just the amount of holes that are in it is Noah's Ark. But there are plenty of other stories in the Bible. But I uh, I'm um. Uh, that you just see all these major holes and you have all these major questions about. But the, but one thing specifically that I wanted to ask you about is God is very, very prevalent in the Bible. Like, that's, like, like he's very, very loud. He talks to people. He's appearing in burning bushes and he's very, very angry. He's almost like a prepubescent teenager in a lot of, in a lot of these stories. Why is it that you think, and this is, a, and I'm trying to make this, as serious of a question as I can, but why do you think it's so different now? Why, why don't you see many, many, um, 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 you know, prophets walking around these days? Now, maybe is it because Jesus was we supposed to be the last understanding one? Understanding of psychology and schizophrenia, and when people are hearing voices, we realize it's not God talking to them. It's not a demon. <laughs> it's it's schizophrenia. <laughs> I love that explanation. That's great. I got, I got I, I to tell my buddy Jacob about that one and see what he thinks about that. That's awesome. I love that. That is just very – it's just something that I always thought was so strange. Like, I don't see God burning down cities. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like I'm sure, like, you know, all those cities that were back, the, you know, back then were pretty messed up. But I can think of a few places on this planet today that are pretty messed up that, 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 that maybe wouldn't mind a little bit of fire. Like, like, I'm just curious. That may be why that, ha like, it's like, it seems strange how that hasn't happened in 
4,000 well, years or whatever. Every natural disaster, at least one of these televangelists is jumping up and saying, this is God punishing you. I mean, Hurricane Katrina was God punishing New Orleans for all the inequities there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's always somebody. It's almost like maybe these storms that, just you know, happen because they're storms. How critical it is. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, there's been numerous instances where those same televangelists have then been stricken by these things. Well, oh, if this was God's punishment, apparently you ain't doing something right either. <laughs> oh, you got cancer? Man, you must have fucked up. I don't know what you did, but you definitely fucked up. That's not God's fault. That's on you. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I run five miles a day and all I eat are vegetables. What are you talking about? What I do? <laughs> this is this makes no sense. It's, 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 I don't, I, I don't know. That, that's been one of, one of my biggest questions when it comes to religion is why is it that things in the Bible don't happen now? And I know, you know, I've heard a couple different explanations on why people think that that's the way it is. People who are religious who want, who actually like have a serious opinion about it. And there's some Christians that I meet that honestly go, I, I honestly, I don't know. And that's always something that I respect. Like I can respect whenever I, whenever I go to someone who's religious or I go to someone in general and I ask them something in their field and they go, honestly, bro, I don't know. That's always something that's hard for people to do these days. People don't know how to say, I just don't know. They always have to make up some answer that's that's either A, not even close to true, or B, what they thought they heard from someone else. And usually that's also not true. So, so it's very, so, so um, 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 I always I always respect the people who, you know, are religious. And that was someone that I always was when I was younger too. I was religious, but I knew my limitations with my knowledge. Like I, like I wasn't someone who's going to be going down the streets preaching the name of Jesus, reading off quotes of the Bible. Because I never, I never read the Bible fully. I wasn't going to act like that I did. Like that just wasn't something that I was gonna, uh, that I was going to do. So, so um, um, I knew my limitations, but I also at the time had my own answers. And then over the years, realizing that my answers made less and less sense. And <laughs> and now we are where we are today. But but um, 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 um I, I want to yeah, get a little I, bit. I've read it cover to cover several side. times. You know, I, I've read read it you know numerous times. You know, and and. Well, you've read a few different religious Bibles. Well, I would say Bibles, but you've read a few different of the religious textbooks from other religions, right? Um. So I've I've seen a little bit of a couple of different ones. Right. Okay. Okay. I thought that you had. I thought that you had dabbled in a little bit of reading in some of the other ones, but I wasn't sure. But I, I definitely knew that you read the Bible repeatedly. Yeah. Um, 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 uh, one thing that I know my buddy, um, uh, one thing he's really obsessed with, my buddy Jacob, who comes on this show, the, um, 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 uh, he is really, really re obsessed with the idea and the book of, Re uh, the book of Revelation. And I, as someone who's read it, um, I'm very curious to kind of get your, kind of get your, I guess your thoughts for him on Revelation, and I guess your take on the end of the world, because he's is it, something that that he is very obsessed with, and he'll appreciate the question. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's always somebody that's trying to say that this or that is the portents to the end of the world, and obviously, I mean, anybody who's truly learned in that knows that you know none of us will actually have any clue when it's coming you know if, if they believe in the scriptures it, it says very clearly that you won't know the, the day or the hour you know you may see some signs but you know the, the signs are vague and you know, those signs, same signs have been going on since the beginning of time you know that I mean there's going to be plague and famine and war yeah i got those have always had those always will you know that's those aren't going anywhere you know so i mean again you know the, those are convenient means to keep people in line to a large degree you know oh it's coming it's coming it's coming 
you know right i mean you know it was said that you know surely this generation will not pass before it's happened you know that jesus said that you know well obviously two thousand years hence you know here we still are so you know do you have an opinion on what happens uh when inevitably we all pass like do you have your own different opinion on it or or, or you kind of like me or kind of just long for the ride <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean you know and, and, you know a lot of the, the post you know the near-death experiences you know that's a lot of that is explained with psychology they, they can they can stimulate that you know it's uh you know the, the neurotransmitters in the brain give that going that sense of peace and that that white light yeah you know, that everybody experiences i heard you know, that, that yeah. that's a that's a thing you know and that that just happens you know when you're in that deep state you know and you do it with anesthesia you know so right you know, right yeah. i i know i i had always thought about it like this because because there's so many different theories so many different people have all these different ideas and the way i the way i kind of think about it is you know what we're probably not supposed to know just like you said with yeah. the end of the world. Like, you know what, we're probably not supposed to know. Like, like we, we, we've been given the idea of heaven and hell. I don't personally believe that a place like hell, the way it's described in the Bible, exists. There might be a hell, but not in the way that it's described in the Bible, in my personal opinion, and I have my own reasons for that. But I also, but also, if I believe that, then I can't believe heaven's the way that it's described either. So if that's the right. case, then I have absolutely no idea. So I'm kind of just kind of like, you know what, I guess we're going to find out if I'm right or wrong when I get when the time comes and this and, and and i guess it would be too late if i am wrong but hey you know yeah. i guess that, that that's the bet that i'm making you know and 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 it's something to where like i said i don't believe that we're supposed to know you know yeah. so so that's why what i always say always had a propensity to see patterns whether they exist or not you know it's right. it's the root of conspiracy theories we look for patterns and things that we think are there coincidences you know, that, that can't be control and understanding when there's things that we don't understand and we don't understand everything yet we don't know what happens after you die you know the but we don't want to we are an animal like every other animal on earth you know christians really don't believe that any animal goes to heaven we are just a more evolved animal with a higher mental capacity but we are an animal same as a cat same as a dog same as a bird right and when they die they just die when we die somehow we get special treatment you know i i, I don't know that there's any any logical explanation for that because um, i'm not even so know, sure I mean, like like Yes, granted, we are slightly. I get. I'm mean, like I said. Like I wouldn't even say we're the most intelligent species. I would say that we have the largest. We have. I mean. I mean. I wouldn't even know how, how to classify us because it feels because how I, you define intelligence. It is odd that we, we have an intellectual capacity that surpasses every other animal. Yes. You know. Do we always use it in the most intelligent ways? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no that's a no. And we definitely have. We definitely have certain people of our species who we don't. We don't like to claim as our own. <laughs> That's definitely yeah. true. But it's it's it's. I mean, I I know I'm personally a believer that there are aliens of some kind out there, or at least what we call aliens, because I guess to them we're aliens. But what we call aliens, I believe that there are other life forms. So I'll just say that to make Absolutely. it sound a little I mean, bit more. Scientifically, it's it's all but an assurance that you know, given the size and vastness of space, you know, and the number of planets out there that would be habitable. You know that the same chemical forces that brought about Earth, uh, you know, life on Earth, would have happened somewhere else too. Right, I and who's to say that, that we're more powerful that, than they are? Like, what if they're more superior than us? Like, it seems 
you know, we've been able to replicate life from nothing already, basically, you know, creating, you know, the early Earth atmosphere, adding electricity, i.e. lightning, and created protein chains that, you know, then made amino acids. And those are the, you know, these building blocks for this for simple celled organisms. Wow. And we've created that in a lab in a sterile environment. So, you know, like that, it's, it's just a chemical thing that happens. And... You know, it's it's there's no great mystery to it. You know, we've done it and that was done 30 years ago. You know, so it's not even new technology that you know brought that about. You know, right. so you know that, that 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 couldn't have happened on any other world is is absurd. You know, and there are so many forms of life that we're only now just beginning to understand. Things like the the microbes that live on the sea vents in the bottom of the ocean. You know, and what you know they're they're, they're not even carbon. You know, they're not oxygen based. There's no sunlight based. They live on the the the, the methane. You know, the, that's their primary. Um, they, they take the methane from these vents on the seafloor from volcanic vents. Yeah. You know, so they they never have any contact with the sun. They never get. They don't get any energy from it. They were going to exist in a sunless world. Yeah, like that's another. That kind of leads me into an into a thought that I just had here. There, like, like I want to say, like, did, didn't they say that like ninety percent of our ocean hasn't even been discovered yet, or something like that? Like eighty five percent of our own ocean. That's not even. In, yeah. That's not even the other planets. Like you're telling me that there couldn't be potentially be a a, a possibility yeah, well, of, of creatures that are more intelligent than us here. <laughs> it's quite well, possible. You, well, there's that new popular movie, um, Underwater, and you know it, it's you know obviously very fictitious because you know it's it takes place in the bottom of the Mariana Heard Trench. Heard good things about it, but you I know, haven't seen it. deep at the Mariana Trench, the deepest point, thirty-six thousand feet down, is so uninhabitable that more people have been to the moon than have been down there. You know, and uh, to get down there requires extremely specialized uh, submarines that are, you know, built for that kind of pressure because that pressure is unwithstandable to 99.9% of anything on Earth. You know, and to get down there, even though it's only, you know, five and a half miles down, you know, down deep enough that you could drop Mount Everest into it, you know, and swallow it up with a thousand feet to spare. But, I mean, that, that that's only you know, five and a half miles away, and we've got more people out to the moon and back than we have down there, you know, and so much of the ocean remains unexplored and, and undiscovered. It is, it, it is absolutely incredible the amount of things that we don't know, and I think with that, that's the perfect way to end this show here today with a bunch of confusion and questions for all you people that's exactly how it's exactly how we like to end it here on the show where we have, where we always encourage you to stay curious I thought we're we... gonna solve all the world problems here today oh, oh we covered it we covered a whole bunch of topics like i thought we were gonna do one thing and we went into so many different things we talked about football for a little bit there and then we went into all the way into politics we went into religion we went to the end of the world we got crazy today but i gotta say that it was it was a pleasure having you on. We didn't get to say hi to Christy at all, but if she does want to say hi, she's more than welcome to come say hi real quick. Um, she wants to say hi to anybody over here. But we definitely we definitely do appreciate getting a chance to hear from you guys or getting a chance to hear from you. I don't know if you heard it, but she just <laughs> waved out a hi. Oh, she did? Okay, for sure. It'll, it'll be heard by the audience. They'll hear it. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you uh, to my to my amazing father from California 
uh, phoning into the show and giving us a, a whole bunch of opinions that I'm very sure will be on the headline news of the newspaper tomorrow. <laughs> of oh, yeah, course. <laughs> but I think everything else, my opinion does matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a great way to set this one off. All right, guys, like it, like uh, um, um, uh, like this video. Watch us on SoundCloud. Watch us or not watch us. Listen to us on SoundCloud and listen to us on Spotify. Uh, please support. We always appreciate it, and we will see you next week. Have a good one.